Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on? We are back. It is the Man Fuse podcast. Kay Lee here, audio producer, voice artist, host, my co-host, Ben H. What's up, everybody? What is the biggest fuck up in your relationship that landed you outside of cheating? Yeah. In the doghouse. Ben H is going to give us details <laughs> about maybe what landed him in a doghouse. Oh, it is our one year anniversary, 53 episodes in, and we are super thankful. What have we learned? What's our plan? We weigh in on the commercial side of Valentine's Day and how we each handle it in our own homes. And we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and specifically the halftime show. Is it wrong that we made judgments based off what we saw? Rihanna's stomach? To me, she looked like she was pregnant. But there are those who think you should not judge a woman's body and assume they may or may not be pregnant. We'll talk about that. Your trip to Tahoe. You were gone for six days. I saw snowboarding. Yeah, I man. saw your son snowboarding. It yeah. looked beautiful. The powder, the videos you sent me. It was nuts. The powder looked thick. So give me the rundown. Well, first of all, you know, as we've discussed, dedicated my life to snowboarding probably until my late 20s from the time I was 13 years old. So probably 15 years of just obsessing and going and chasing powder as my primary want and need. So it's been a while, a couple years. I went, I got a buddy who's ski patrol out in Jackson Hole, and I went and rode with him just before COVID. Other than that, we took Jack to North Carolina, which is like a freaking hill compared to big mountain riding. Are you referencing Boone? Boone up at Beach Mountain. It's a perfect place for a kid to learn. I'm a guy who typically is going to ride three or four times a year. First time in two years, which for me is incredibly... It's very sad. Well, I've been very busy. I'm a family man now. And so honestly, it's not as pressing as it used to be. Really why I haven't gone. To reconnect with myself in mm. that way was one word, epic. That's the first thing. My passion has been reignited. My soul has been re-excited. Yes. Uh, you know, and I'm powder hungry. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we're not talking about cocaine. No. <laughs> no, We're no. not talking about booger sugar. No, white is the pure driven snow, baby. You connected with the outdoors. Oh. You introduced your son to it in a bigger way, because Tahoe, like you said, Boone is a hill Which... compared to Tahoe. When he was three and a half, we took him to Boone. And he rode well for a three and a half year old because he's just a wild kid. You know, he's just a wild boy. It was the realization of a real kind of father goal. Something you want to leave your kid with. Something that memory of you doing right. it together. That even. skill, like helping him develop that skill. Right. One of the things I realized for myself when I was there is that this was a gift that I had given to myself in my younger life. Gotcha. And I realized that there was this gap between my younger life and where I am now, 
where I've gotten married and created a family. And so I kind of saw this separation of kind of who I was then and who I am now. Church and state. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I realized that, wow, I'm really grateful to myself that I took the time and followed that passion. Right. Because now I have access to this skill for the rest of my life. Right. I don't have to be a new guy out there learning. That would be me. I didn't give myself that gift. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of people didn't because when you're out there on the mountain, you see them all. You know, I mean, most people are not bombing. Pussies, a bunch of newbies. Well, it's a very, again, when you look at it, you go, man, I remember what it was like to be there. And it was awesome. Jack did incredible I saw to, him. He looked good. He's fucking bombing, dude. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, and we got to ride together. Jen skied. She and, doesn't snowboard? Well, she's kind of in between. Okay. She's had she's she's done snowboarding the past couple times we've gone over the last 10 years. She's probably tried like three times. Snowboarding for anyone. The saying is that snowboarding is incredibly difficult to learn, but once clicks easier to progress gotcha whereas skiing is much easier and much more natural to learn how to do but more difficult to progress to the next level gotcha um i've never skied either okay so in that case my recommendation to you snowboard would be to ski oh now you want to snowboard i understand that and i will say this there was a case one time i've seen this and i've tried to teach a lot of people how to snowboard one time i've seen it most cases it's just the natural progression of how many times you're gonna have to eat shit until it clicks in your mind what you have to do my boy andreas zivik sergeant zivik sergeant Zivic. shout out to sergeant zivik sergeant first class he may have been a master sergeant. i think he ended up as a command sergeant major this guy's a badass in the field okay. badass great guy i took him to switzerland austria one time okay He's like, hey, you got an extra snowboard? I want to go with you this weekend. I'm like a private. He's a sergeant first class. I'm like, sure, sergeant. I got a snowboard. You want to roll with me? Yeah. He's like, you know you're not supposed to be leaving base without a pass. I'm like, well, I'm not getting a pass. So, you know. He's like, fuck it. I'll go with you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm your pass. <laughs> yeah. This guy, long story short, I'm like, you going to get a lesson? He's like, no, just take me to the top. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to watch you. I said, okay. So we get to the top of the fucking mountain, Austria, Alps, crazy shit. You're high. 13,000 feet, whatever. He sits up at the top. All right, let me watch you go down for a minute. So I'm like, all right, here's what you want to do. You know, he's like, you don't need that. Just ride. So I got up and I started riding and I look behind me and he's there. (laughs) And he rode with me behind me (laughs) all day long and barely fell. That's a man who knows his strengths my mind was he was like i just need to see you do it i got it yeah and i thought he was gonna watch me go down the mountain no no no. he had actually gotten up he watched you for about 10 seconds and and then he's like like, i'm just gonna mimic what you're doing and he did it's a skilled dude right there there's a reason why he's a commander sergeant major general he's a a badass okay tahoe jen jen's uncle jen's aunt jen's mother jen's father-in-law two cousins that were her sons of the aunt and uncle they all spent Thanksgiving with us when we had 13 people for Thanksgiving. Same crew. Jen's brother, brother's wife. So it was a great time to connect with family. The house we stayed at, bro, was insane. The pictures I saw with the view, I was like, holy shit. You're looking out over Lake Tahoe 
and the mountains behind it, sunrise, sunset, pink, blue sky with stars and the moon over the lake. They were dropping coin on that that house at night. Snow. That shit was expensive. It's on the market for six nine. Ridiculous, bro. Indoor pool, indoor hot tub, seven bedrooms, multiple levels. Weird, confusing, get lost. (laughs) We drove through a blizzard. Jen and I got to ride together. It was just fucking dope. One of the things that you had said when I first texted you, because I figured you were back, and I said, how was it? A nightmare scenario. But then you followed up with, it was awesome. Snowboarding was awesome. Tahoe was awesome. And then you left me kind of hanging the remainder of the day until you called me later on, and you let me know... Once you get to Tahoe, it's all cool, but traveling to Tahoe, right. bit of a nightmare because yeah. from what you know, there's no direct flight. You've got to do a, a, a layover. It's a 12-hour thing from the time you leave your house to the time you get to the house you're going to. It's 12 hours. So detail, well, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you, you and you said you had five days of snowboarding. Your yeah. body was beat. Oh, Y'all destroyed. were exhausted. 12-hour travel. You're ready to get home. limping through the airport. You said you got off the plane. You had to drive your brother-in-law to their house. And her dad was watching Bailey. Picked up Bailey, our dog. It's late at night. You are having to drive out of your way to drop them off. You get your dog. Our plane landed at 1230. So. Tell me how you felt at this moment. You're, you know, you're exhausted. we, We were exhausted, but we were so glad to be. We're nearing our home and we pull in the driveway and, you know, we put the car in park and. It was just awesome, dude. Just so happy to be home. Dog's in the back. Jack's in the back. Is he sleeping? No, it's like one in the morning, wide awake. So as I normally do, I hit the garage door opener and nothing happened. Oh. How many times did you click it? Like, you know, a couple times, you know, yeah, three or four times I clicked it. So it's like, shoot, so there's a code. So I got out and I went and I opened the thing and I did the code. The code thing lit up. So I was like, oh, cool. And then the code didn't work. I intrinsically knew at that moment what had happened. What did you do? Access to the home is really the most important aspect. My next step was to get the key to the house because the garage door wouldn't open and open the door, right? I'm a strange bird in many ways. I don't carry a house key. I don't either. I'm a hidden key kind of a man, but my wife having a hidden key makes her anxious. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't like the idea that there's... A key. A key. Anywhere. Anywhere around the house. Hidden on your two acres. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's off that. Now that I look back on it, I probably should have one anyways and just make not it a tell really her. weird place. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I'm not putting that on her, you know? Right, uh, of course not. I go, hey, do you have your key? Because my wife does roll with the key. No, it's inside. Why would I have my key? I'm not driving. I'm in the Tahoe. Why? What, what do you need? You don't have your key? I don't <laughs> carry a key. It was detrimental to our situation because I knew the house was properly locked up. And there ain't no way. Getting in my house when it's properly locked up. Unless, unless you're breaking a window. You're breaking a window. And so I was walking around the house and um, I knew in my heart that not only did I not have a key, I was inclined to believe that I also didn't have any electricity, which mm-hmm. was the reason the garage door wouldn't open. Because the keypad that you were pressing is on a battery and not connected to power. That's what the thing that made me realize as I was walking around the house checking the locks, I was like, maybe a window's unlocked. Garage door doesn't have the deadbolt lock. Mm -hmm. I can break in then. And as I round the house, Kaylee, and I head toward the front door, I notice something hanging from the front door handle. Ooh. A door hanger. Of death. Disconnect notice. Dated when? January 
31st. Is that the day you left? The day we left. We returned on February 6th. Oh, no. You're like, what the fuck? So at this point, now I have confirmation we don't have electricity and we don't have a lock. It's about two in the morning now. And your wife, and is she wondering why aren't- What's going on? We hadn't had a discussion because remember, I'm walking around the house. Yeah. Taking my time, trying to figure out how to get my family in our home. I knew even if we didn't have electricity, I've got gas fireplaces, I could heat the home and at least we could sleep in a bed and shelter. You're going to have to explain to your wife as to why the power. Right. And I'd kind of put that in the back of my mind. But as soon as I saw that notice, I pulled up the power bill was my first step, right? Because my neighbors all had power. So street's not out. Street lights aren't out. So as it turns out, Kaylee, um, I had a little fraud on my credit card back in November. Sorry, I hated to do that to you. Yeah. (laughs) Like a course real estate coaching. Something I signed up for for a year. Oh, and they kept and renewing they hit it. hit me to renew it. And I was okay. like, no, bro. Um, so anyways, I filed the fraud. I had to change the number on my card. I contacted most, but for for whatever reason, and it's 100% my fault, I did not change my card with the electric company. So I didn't even think about it because I just throw money at the card. $870 oh. with a $265 Recon- reconnection fee. There's a G right there. Three months, reconnection fee. I don't have any dispute here. I need my power on. Pay it. Boom. Right I paid there. it right then. Next. So I paid it. Bam. All right, it's paid. Is this before you go back to the car? Before I went back to the car. Paid. Second step, because I'm a solution man. Right. I don't bring problems. I bring problems and solutions. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I bring fixed problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next step, locksmith. Got two on the line. One of them called back. deposit, booked it. He's in South Atlanta. He's on the way. 40-minute drive. Now, you're still not in the car. Is she not like like opening the door going, what the hell is going? It was freezing cold. So what I told her is I said, look, I don't know what's going on with the garage. I'm going to walk around the house and try to find a way in. As far as they were concerned, that's what I was doing. You were working on the solution. I was working on the solution. The truck was still running. Dog's in the truck. Kid's in the truck. Wife's in the truck. She's like, I'm home. I want to go inside. Oh, I can camp in the woods different for your wife oh she doesn't want to camp. no No, i'm just saying i wouldn't be camping but i'm just saying getting home is a whole different shade of yeah lovely for my wife than it is for me right you know what i'm saying right Uh, i mean it's nice for me right but But at the same time you've got sleep in the truck like i don't care you know what i mean like totally shit uh, you could have called because we're right down the street and in the worst case you could have said hey dude something happened we need to come over. That was on the table. Okay. <laughs> in was, my mind, in the back never, of my mind. Did, that was step three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was a solution number three. Solution number three was to blow you up at 2.30. Yeah, more than welcome anytime. You would have been getting up anyways. But as the saga continues, now I've booked the locksmith. I've paid the electric bill and it's time to disclose to everyone <laughs> why we are out here. We are out here. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you get back in the car. Yep. Do you have the, the truck. disconnect the truck, the yeah. disconnect slip in your hand, or do you have that? Hit? I had it in my pocket. Okay. Okay. Now, as I get back in the car, my wife, who's very sharp, she goes, so what's going on? And I was like, well, you know, I don't have a key. And she said, yeah, but why is the garage door not working? Mm. And I said, well, um, she was like, did you check the front door for something? Is there something on the front door? What? And I said, yeah. 
or something on the front door. <laughs> you make it or dig. <laughs> and I said, listen, the reason that the garage door is not working is because we don't have electricity right now in our home. And she goes, well, what was that on the front door? And I said, it was a disconnection notice from the electric company. <laughs> and she said, well, that's interesting because I just checked our ring which she has on her phone. Oh, while you were doing your thing. While I was out there, she was looking at the ring doorbell and oh. saw the electric company guy banging on the door, ringing the doorbell to let us know that, hey, I'm getting ready to clip. This is the last thing this our ring yeah. saw. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it was the last ring. <laughs> so she already knew. She had an inclination. That this was the problem. Disclosed what happened and... uh how did that go over? It wasn't good. Dude. She, was, <laughs> she was pretty pissed. Um, right. Rightly so. You know, I don't I don't necessarily fault her for for being pissed. It was not fun. But it wasn't fun that we were stuck outside in the cold either. What is it they say? Ignorance isn't a lack of guilt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that. Yeah, something you like know? that. You can be ignorant and guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you're not in deep shit. Yeah. It doesn't mean saying? you're not being charged. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and and in your wife's case, yeah. you're being charged on that what the fuck you've done. Triple homicide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh, so you can't handle the paying the oh, bills now. God, fucking, oh, yeah. so we need to take that off your plate because apparently you're not capable. Mm, you know, honestly, it is something that I need taken off my plate. And she's very organized, and I think she'll do a great job at it. So I think we are working toward that uh, transition. Uh, of, of responsibility. Of responsibility, because honestly, it's, it's, it's not a good place for me. And it's something that, that she's naturally fit. Well, for. but you, like you said, though, in a typical, if the fraud wouldn't have happened you have it on auto pay right right like, so right. that everything is set up right yeah. so you know this was kind of a a one i mean that like if i get a new card that has a new number i'm like oh the nightmare of having to go on every streaming service every subscription yeah. you yeah. have to update your that's info right. and i i'll never get them all right well i'll get a notice from somebody that sure. something's not going through because that's i'm right. like oh i forgot to add that and i'm on paperless billing of course and because you they save had, the trees, you're you're saving the environment. And they had my past company's email address. Ooh. Because I said to you, I said, well, you're like, why didn't they call? And I'm like, yeah, why didn't they send you an email? And you're like, well, they did. A lot of them. A lot. But to the wrong address. To the wrong address. So what happens now? Now she knows you're feeling the pressure. We need to get inside. Locksmiths are on the way. I'm back outside of the car now exited the vehicle calmly i mean i literally didn't say anything i just completely took it you know what i mean because like it's your fault it, at the end of the day it was your you know yeah, it's your I, deal it is what it is so anyway i was like look i'm gonna get out of the car and i'm gonna check in on the locksmith so i called the locksmith he's like yeah i'm like i'm like 20 30 minutes out i'm like all right cool he's like yeah dude i'm almost there so i pulled the truck around to the front of the house i was over on the side the way my house is like mm -hmm. over on the side is the garage the left side and then there's kind of an area where you can pull around the front i pull around the front because i figure that's where the locksmith is going to get us in and about 10 minutes after i did that i see a pickup truck pulling in to my driveway and pulled up to the back of the house and i was like awesome locksmith is here boom we're about to get in the house well it was the electric company. Now, that's some fast service right there. Dude, the guy who clipped us was like, man, 
I had no choice but to clip you guys. I didn't want to do it because I figured it was something weird with what happened. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I figured. He said, also, I could tell you guys were out of town. Well, that's kind of scary. You know, how could he tell that you were out of town? He just, I guess how we didn't answer the ring and like he was there, I guess he was there for a little while. You must've been on the plane when yeah. the ring was. Clicking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We would have been on the but plane. Wouldn't you, even when you landed, wouldn't those notifications pop through like to one of y'all's phones? <laughs> well, it, it only goes to Jennifer's phone, but maybe she didn't have the notifications on. That's besides the point. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> I could have handled this same day from over from across the country. Anyway, it was the electric company. The guy was like, "Yeah, dude, I, I put it on high alert so that whenever you guys paid, I could I would be notified." And he said, "When I saw you paid, he got notified. I was notified, and I saw what time it was, and I know it's cold outside, so I grabbed my." guy who was on duty and i came out here he could have easily gotten alerted and looked at it and go tomorrow morning oh couldn't believe it so when you paid the bill did it give you any notification of like how like a window of when your power was going to be restored no it just said we'll get it reconnected as soon as possible but you know how that is dude it's two days typically or even you're lucky if you can get it next day that's like thank god i was truly blown away grateful surprised best customer experience i've ever had in my life by you want to give him a shout out shout out to sawney electric yeah and my boy yeah sawney emc hey buddy if my wife wasn't here i'd give you a reach around right now (laughs) if my wife and kid weren't in the car i would please you (laughs) oh it was it was a blessing wow it was a blessing from god because that allowed the garage door to open and then the lights to turn and then open sesame problem solved except we've got three refrigerators oh and freezers full of wonderful food curated collection of food because i love to cook meats and cheeses oh, and seven days did it smell when you walked in not bad honestly not bad and much of it was still cold Shout out to Sub Zero. Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Uh, much, but the meat, but it was not. But it salvage. was, but it was not salvageable. Now, you did know? you have any of the meats that started bleeding out of the packages? Yeah. So and there's dripping a, down onto the floor. Even the deep freezer was there. Like you had to clean that oh, shit yeah, out. Dude. Yeah. All. Yeah. I was spraying out the freezer the next day. <sighs> that night, you know, I didn't. We didn't even get inside until three, oh. and I was up until five or oh. six cleaning the refrigerators. And how many trash bags full of food? I mean, dude. Probably 10. Oh my God. Full. And uh, so I didn't get to bed till five or six. And then. Was uh, your wife helping her? No. No, she was in bed with Jack. Oh. Yeah, they went to sleep. Yeah. She was like, This is on you. <laughs> you know, which was fine. But, and then I had a meeting the next morning at nine. Oh, truly a train wreck scenario. Complete. And- But I will say this, think about it. What an amazing situation to occur like that. The locksmith showed up and I'm like, sorry, bro, I don't need you anymore. Do you have to pay him? No, they had to keep the deposit, obviously. And then I tipped him 40 bucks because he drove an hour. I was like, look, bro, I mean, I don't need you to break into the house because I got the garage door open. At the same time, it's a miracle that the electric company came and you were my only hope before that miracle occurred. So I want to make sure that you guys are handled. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm sure he didn't Keep care. the deposit. Here's 40 bucks. And he was like, dude, 
What? He's like, thank you so much, man, for, for for taking care of me. Taking care of me. He literally said for keeping the peace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's about to be war. <laughs> there's about to be a problem of this bitch. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Well, that is a pretty good reason to land in the doghouse right there. Oh, dude. The doghouse. The yeah. doghouse. Out I think back. I'm still in it. Yeah. It says Ben H yeah. on the doghouse. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. next to Bailey's uh, house. She's being nice to me now, but you know. Do you think when, when you got back in the car and you told her everything that had happened and she's looking at you probably with the, you got to be fucking kidding me eyes. When you got back out, right. as soon as you shut the door, that stupid mother. Fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dumb motherfucker. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> she is just muttering under her breath, I yeah. fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, it may not have been when I left. I may have been there for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for part of that. Well, I'm glad you got in your house, but yeah. that, and I don't celebrate your pain, but that truly is a, hey, just what the fuck could go wrong. Life is full of pain and suffering, dude. Look at the result, though. An incredible result. Yeah, a guy that that really came out of his Talk way. Talk about heroes. He, hero. You want to be a hero? That's how you be a hero. To your Talk customers. Talk about value. To your customers. That's putting everything first. And I'll be honest with you. My business is incredibly consuming. And I put it first. I mean, I put my family first. Of course. But it, for me in my life, my personal life, my business comes first. Right. And everything else comes second. And um, I have a very single track mind, dude. Straight yeah, up, I get you know it. what I'm saying. You said it. You're you're not the best at multitasking. I'm, I'm horrible at it. <laughs> you do it pretty good, though. Ultimately, you, you yeah, get I it do done. a pretty good job. I'm a deep diver. You do. You know when when you start to focus on something, you, you go down the wormhole, right. and you 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 focus. I yeah, get it exactly. So, apologies to my beautiful, wonderful, loving wife son and dog hey everyone's safe but it worked did you go shopping again did you try to start replenishing that's all happening yeah, it's, that's it's all, an ongoing that's process. An ongoing process yes. yes there are some things that will just never get back that's right it is our one year anniversary ben we have now officially one year february 11th of last year wow. we started on this man fuse journey that is freaking crazy that is crazy and i mean we've learned a lot we have shown a lot of positive things just to each other, right. just from going. When you got two grown adults yes. with families and right. businesses and a friendship, but having to sync and coordinate, okay, we have to make this a priority if we want it to work. That's right. So it doesn't matter. Our schedules, it does help a lot that we live close to each other. And so at the very least, we can make stuff happen. But the simple fact that I think the first few episodes, they didn't launch on the same day, but we were finding our groove. That's right. But yeah. we found it and it has been unwavering. Yeah, and we have shown to each other that we are making this a priority. We're committed. Yeah, and we've done so. And my hat goes off to you. Thank you for your effort. It's been a lot of fun. We've had some ups and we've had some downs. Yeah, we've had some ups, we've had some downs sideways all around. But ultimately, I think our friendship is the foundation of the podcast. Of course. This is a brother movie. It's like the Wedding Crashers, but five years, ten years after they got married. <laughs> exactly. It's a buddy movie, though. Exactly. There's not a lot of conflict between no. us, so that's not where you're going to get the We've already accepted one another for our flaws, and mm. we've decided to proceed anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
I know you. You know me. <laughs> At this point, we just celebrate our flaws and whatever else comes with it. Well, dude, I got to give a shout out to you, Kaylee, because straight up, and just so everybody knows this, this isn't possible without you. That's a fact. Maybe it's not possible without me too, as we have it. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be me infused. You're the one that has you spearhead this. You head it up. You completely make it happen. You produce it. You launch it. You manage the social media. You have really done a great job. And I appreciate it because- I appreciate being part of something that's so badass. It's awesome. And I think we're just getting started. Oh, it is. Know? Yeah, we are. Like, um, we are. We but have... you've really put the front end work. That's you. Thank that's you. straight well, up you. You know that I know that. I do my best to acknowledge that as much as possible. Well, so. no, it means a lot to hear you yeah. say that. When I approached you on this, yeah. I knew that because of what I've been working for in voiceover and with the Burt show, I knew that these elements were going to fall onto my plate. It was not feasible for me to try to teach you how to do editing at this point. The reason I approached you is because I thought that you and I together had a recipe for success. Yeah, there's a chemistry. There's a chemistry, there's a camaraderie, there's a friendship, there's an understanding, but I think that our relationship off mic yeah. over the years yes. is the secret sauce. For sure. Just our the way our sense of humor is, what we find funny, right. what we find serious, and our bond. And so when I approached you on it, I never got into it thinking that you were going to take up the elements yeah. of getting this thing as far as you will help and you do help. And obviously you're helping by being here. I never thought that you would be doing the, I guess you'd say heavy lifting to anybody that doesn't know. It's like a second job. It's, it's a beast. It's, it's, it's more than a second job because it's like a company. You're an entrepreneur. You're running the company. Unless you're doing it. Some podcasts only put out an episode a month. Some do it in a limited series. If you are going to do this on a weekly basis, basis there is so much that goes into it now i have found ways to of doing certain processes that streamline stuff nonetheless it's a second job if you are treating it like a business i'm a big fan of many podcasts as we know people have always told me you need to get a podcast like i can see you podcasting why don't you do a podcast about real estate or about cooking or about cars or about something that you're interested in it'd be successful And I never really understood the work that was involved in it. I was just kind of wondered, well, you know, is it an easy thing to do? Is it a hard thing to do? Getting to see what goes into it. But it's incredible. And the truth is that every piece of it being correct all adds up to what it is, to what it has to be just to be professional. So there's a lot of little pieces that you have to get right. You have to get them all right. For the finished product to be what it is. Exactly. There's no skimping anywhere. The attention to detail is incredible, and that's really the inspiration for Manfuse Productions. Correct. Which will be interesting to see where that is, let's say, a year from now. Yeah, because if you didn't hear last week's episode, we have launched a production company, full scale. We are going to help podcasters who already have an existing podcast with any type of editing, consulting, publishing. We're going to help ease the workload of doing this yourself, which so many people are. And what we're really focusing on is to business owners and successful entrepreneurs who are interested in starting a podcast, they're not going to learn how to edit. So we're going to have to take them from concept to completion and handle it on a monthly basis. And we are prepared and have the skills and the knowledge to guide them and consult them 
to starting off and to get their message, which is so valuable. Yes. And giving it a produced, professional, top-of-the-line product that they're going to put out to their employees, to their customers, to the world. That's right. And that's Manfuse Productions. Now, that's just the podcasting. We can do video. We can do commercials. We're going to do the gambit. Think about how amazing that is. Because like as a real estate person, for example, no one ever came to me and was like, hey, man, you're a successful real estate guy. Have you ever considered doing a podcast? Maybe you could teach other real estate people what you know and charge for it. Or maybe you could do a podcast to the public to tell them about what's going on in the real estate market every single day, do an update every day and post it out there. To me, like Manifuse Productions, I see someone like myself utilizing this service in multiple different verticals because I exist in multiple different verticals, right? Absolutely. So I see a person like myself using this in certainly toward my business, but in multiple different verticals as a tool where I'm like the singer. Mr. 405. Axel uh, Rose. Okay. I'm Axel Rose. Are you young Axel Rose or young. old and fat Axel Rose? I'm young Axel Rose and I'm walking up to the mic and guess what? The stage is already set. All the people are there. All the tickets are bought. Everything's done. It's the same thing. You show up to your microphone, you do your minutes raw, edit the raw file, uploads to us, and you get turned around a professionally produced podcast. Intros, outros. Posted, by the way. If that's how you want it, it's up to you. The next time you're going to hear it is either when you're reviewing it. Or when it's up on, or when it's live. when you're listening to it on Apple or whatever. Or, yeah, and to. on every platform right. available. Yeah. So that's Manfuse Productions, and we've got so many other ideas. Because of our one-year anniversary, let's wrap it up. Name a high and a low. I think we probably can agree on the high and the low, actually. It's probably the same. And if you have, don't know, within six months, we hit a very, very insane amount of downloads. An extraterrestrial advance. And if you don't have a existing audience, like you're not a famous person with a huge, if you're not Jim Carrey or any of these movie stars who are like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Your audience is zero. And what you think is your audience, like the people close to you, they won't, you give it to them and they don't listen to it. That's (laughs) right. My wife still to this day has not listened to press play on one episode because she goes, I have to fucking hear you every single day, all day. Why the hell do I want to listen to you more? You know? And then because of my role on the Burt show, a lot of times they'll be in the car and they'll turn on the radio and there and I am. There you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't handle another. <laughs> turn off the fucking anything audio. Just turn it off. He's everywhere. Because of what it takes to continue on and the fact that we have made it to where we are, we have beat out the numbers. I think most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. Yeah. Because once they start, they realize, holy shit, this is a lot of work. Part of our manifesto. This will guide you, and this is something that you need to do in your life, I think. Walter Elliott once said, Perseverance is not a long race, but many short races one after the other. I understand life hasn't been easy for you. In fact, death has seemed more promising to you than success ever had. And there have been many days where you sat on the edge of your bed and thought to yourself, Why go on? Why get out of bed just to endure the same pain, frustration, and hurt again today? At times you may have felt misunderstood and invisible to those in the world around you. And you ask yourself, will things ever change? Will life get better for me? Or is this hour, this moment, this day, the best my life will ever be? The answer to that question is no. 
When life comes in like a roaring lion to break and devour you, you must stand tall in the face of adversity. When misfortune comes knocking at your door, open it and stare misfortune in the face and say, I will not let you break my will or rob me of my purpose. You must persevere. Perseverance causes you to push through obstacles to reach your goals. But without pain, opposition, and resistance, there's nothing to overcome. Perseverance teaches us to be strong, vivacious, and it helps us build character. Perseverance enhances your goals, value, and intensifies your internal motivation to keep going day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. It will tell a story about you that failure cannot speak of. It will tell the story of resilience, strength, warrior, and grit. Nothing worthwhile is going to come easy. And on your journey, you will fail many times. But like the saying goes, if you fall down seven times, get up eight. There will be times you will have to dust yourself off and try again and again and again until ultimately you reach that place of self-actualization. Pain, heartache, loss, and disappointment will change us. But you can do one or two things. You can come out bitter or you can come out better. But whatever you do, do not change the passion for what it is you want in life. At some point in your life, you will hit a brick wall and it may discourage you. It may even cause you to doubt the path you're on. But it is essential that you get back up and keep going. If you continue getting back up, eventually you will have a breakthrough. The universe is willing to fight on your behalf as long as you show you are willing to go the distance. Pain will not stop you because you know what is on the other side of that pain you are currently experiencing. Difficulty is meant to challenge and push you to grow. It is not meant to suffocate the fire that resides within, but rather cause your fire to intensify and burn stronger. You must persevere. What if you decided today to keep going, to keep dreaming, to keep believing, and to keep persevering? How would your life change? What if you decided to get out of your comfort zone and face the unknown? What would be your outcome? If life has already been hell for you, then now is not the time to succumb to defeat. Because you didn't come this far just to come this far. You have endured enough hell, so you might as well persevere and get something for your struggles. Tell yourself that I must persevere. I must rise up to the challenges of life and get what belongs to me. Perseverance will take you places that your feelings will leave you to die. Perseverance isn't a feeling. It's an attitude. There's no gain without pain. Anytime you feel life is too hard or overwhelming, think about what you've already done to get to where you are today and continue to persevere. That shit's dope. Honestly, need to hear that right now. Do you? Yeah. Good. Yeah, straight up. There were a few lines in there, but there was one line I made note of. This one in particular, that's fucking awesome. The universe is willing to fight on your behalf 
as long as you show you are willing to go the distance. Because we put stuff out into the universe every day, every second. You manifest it. And it's crazy sometimes the way the universe just puts people and opportunities and things into place where you're like, how in the fuck did that even happen? And sometimes they turn out to be duds. And But I just thought that that line, I was like, because what we're doing with this podcast, whatever you have going on in your life, whatever you're going for, whatever your struggles are, persevere. Perseverance is a massive word, and it means so many things. And, you know, what he said, the line that he caught that really stuck with me was, you didn't get this far just to get this far. Yeah, I like that too. And that's a fact. Oh, great. I'm this far. No, you've got more to go. And, you know, I think that's an attitude that, geez, hopefully you can maintain. For me, I have to block out the negative things. Of course. And I'm actually good at doing that. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People think I'm always happy. So sometimes, no, I'm just ignoring a lot of yeah. shit. You know sometimes I mean? I'm oblivious to the negative things. Exactly. Like, oh, is that negative? Exactly. Oh, should I be mad? Right. Exactly, man. That was incredible. Thank you. I thought that that would relate to us and with this podcast and on our journey to yeah. what we want to do with the Manfuse brand. And then I'd like to close this out with a little something that you introduced me to today. And I think oh. we should all adopt this as well. I think it's funny. It's not fucking funny. You lived all your life. When you come home from work at night, yes. your wife says that you're a slut that you're living with. How was all oh, the motherfucker today? I lost two sales because I'm such a vagina. That's how you sound when you come home. Why would anybody be inspired by you fucking spineless cunts? <laughs> that yes. dude is insane, yes. you spineless cunts. That's freaking granddaddy Dan Pena, He's bro. a billionaire. He is raw, dude. Do it again, bro. Do oh, it yeah. again. Go I was going to say, I knew I was going to play this twice. Ready? Go. It's funny. It's not fucking funny. It's not you funny. all your life. When you come home from work at night, your wife says that you're a slut that you're living with. How was all with a motherfucker today? I lost two sales because I'm such a vagina. That's how you sound when you come home. Why would anybody be inspired by you fucking spineless cunts? <laughs> That shit was insane. That's not going to inspire. He's got like a Joe Pesci type. A lot of of people can't stand that guy. They just can't even listen to him. It's triggering. You sent that to me. I went down a wormhole and I was like, oh my God, I didn't know about this. I was like, I've told you about it. That's the type of motivate. Call me a spineless cunt because it gets me energized. And he's got an event that he does at his castle where he lives in Scotland. Oh my God. And you go there for like 10 days. And does he just rip you into Oh, he box people. Like, I mean, it's oh like rowdy, God. bro. Come on, pussy. No, what he does is he teaches you his quantum leap system. And he teaches you how to roll up companies and sell them to bigger companies. Oh. So to put together conglomerates. He's a billionaire, right? Yeah. And he calls himself the trillion dollar man. Because like, have you heard of Neom? Neom is a city in Saudi Arabia. Deal was done like five years ago or four years ago, and it's got a brand new city. They're make in the desert, right? It's like a Dubai they're trying to build. That's Neom. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the guy that brokered that deal, trillion dollar deal, one of Dan Pena's mentees. Wow. And so he's got it all racked up where he's got, you know, 20 or so billionaire mentees, tons of 50, 100 million, whatever. I would love to be on one of those consulting calls, like, you know, just that touch base with your mentor. 
Yeah, you fucking cunt. Why are you being a cunt? All of his material, all of his scripts, everything he teaches you on his website. Yeah, I free. went to his website. I too. give it to you and you still don't read it. You got to pay $20,000 for me to come out here and explain it to you. You, know, you fucking pussies. pussies. Fucking great. <laughs> we have to give a quick mention. It is a special day. It is a commercially charged holiday, which right. I really want no part of. But it is Valentine's Day. It is indeed. Cupid's Day. The love is in the air. Can you feel it, Ben? I can feel it strong. Can you smell it? I can smell it with my teeth. Whoa. Now that is a skill, my friend. It's like touching something with your eyes closed and knowing what color it is. I just see it as another commercial ploy to get us to spend money. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do it. It's completely driven by retail at this point, which most things are. Most holidays are. I mean, you can see it switching in the store a month before it happens. You know which holiday is coming up. I mean, the whole thing. And then there's pressure. There's pressure typically for the male to deliver. I don't succumb to such pressure. You know, I mean, you talk about Christmas. Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, then their birthdays, birthdays, Easter, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will say that my wife is very festive. She's had hearts and stuff up around our house for the last week or so. You guys are decorating your home with hearts? Yeah, she has decorated our home (laughs) with hearts. You need to put a stop to that right now. (laughs) She likes to make it special for Jack because I'm kind of like you. You know, I'm just like whatever. But she wants to decorate. And from that perspective, it's cool. It's like traditions, especially for the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But the retail-driven aspect of it is frustrating. I'm getting ready to leave here and go and buy something particular. So you're going to purchase. I'm going to make a Valentine's Day purchase. For your wife. For my wife when I leave here. I've been directed if I'm going to do something, this is what I might consider doing. What are you going to purchase? Well, there's a particular perfume that she desires to have. Oh, okay. And it's actually a pretty good Valentine's Day gift. From the romantic perspective, dude, honestly, Valentine's Day, I'm good with. I'm not going out to eat. It's complete amateur hour. All the best restaurants are doing like freaking planned menus oh yeah which means you're paying an inflated ass price oh yeah you're sitting there around all the other douchebags that are there for <laughs> valentine's day that their girls made them yeah take exactly them. and it's all the same look and it's all the same like thing you know what i mean oh yeah it's hilarious and uh it's, so I- it's hilarious unless you're one of the dudes there and then it's not funny anymore well i've been that guy uh, me too i think we all have as and, men yeah exactly now what i like to do is stay home and slip uh, into something comfortable slip into something comfortable something sexy get the fire going yeah something sexy if you don't get some on valentine's day you might not have bought some perfume are you gonna buy flowers yeah my wife probably would be like i don't want flowers Uh, are you gonna get them anyway uh are you gonna be like you said you didn't want them i mean (laughs) i am a man who listens even when no means yes, yeah. I listen. <laughs> yes means no, I, I listen. Yeah, that's the uh, kind of situation where you're going to be like, yes, yeah, she said she didn't Um, about. I mean, like, we got, yes, I'm going to do something. I'll probably right. pick her up a card, Uh, you know, I'll, maybe some flowers. Maybe. Or, I'll be one of those douchebags that goes into the florist at the last moment guy. trying to swindle a bouquet of... A little tip from Ben H. Oh, Costco is where you should get your flowers. Cost- Costco has yes. the best flowers. They last the longest. They're the most beautiful. These supermarket flowers are garbage. 
they but die. they are a quick fix they are a quick fix they are yeah but the best bang for your buck costco and they're really going out this year at the Publix near my house i mean they have balloons are oh i know huge trying to make a killing it's, and it's wild. like oh don't forget your loved one don't forget so there's a lot actually to digest did you see the super bowl I did. So, did you watch the halftime show? I did watch which the halftime seems show. to be the demonic halftime show. I'm a big fan of Rihanna. I am too. I think she's great. I think she's beautiful. She yeah. does have a large forehead, though. Yeah, everybody's a little different, but you know, she does bring certain qualities to bear. Like she's a billionaire. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, she's a little bit more successful than me, but not a whole lot. So there's all this. What did you think? Upon seeing the halftime show as compared to other halftime shows, how would you have rated it? About on par with what I have seen before. I connected with the music a little bit more because, you know, I've been a fan of Rockefeller Records. Riri. Where she came from. And you so, want to get under her umbrella? Ella, <laughs> no, Ella. I mean, it's just like a lot of that stuff was on former like Kanye albums and Jay-Z albums and stuff like that that I listened to over the last, I don't know, however long. And so I, I was definitely feeling the music. I was thinking Kanye was going to come out at one point where they did all the lights. Yeah. I was like, that'd be nuts if Kanye came out. Yeah, I didn't you think know? he was going to come out. And my wife was like, someone's going to come out. Jay-Z's going to come out. And I said, I don't think anybody's fucking coming out. And, you know, interestingly enough, like the platforms, how they're lifting up and down, you know, Kanye was the first one to do that. He was doing tours like that. Oh. Same platforms. Oh. Yeah. She borrowed them. Do you think she called Kanye and said, hey, can I borrow those platforms? It might have been the same production company. I thought it was pretty cool. All of those shows, though, they're all really just kind of weird. Well, they have to cram an artist's career in like a 13-minute window. I know, but I'm just saying it's very creative, I, and I'm in awe of the production itself. Yeah. I just love the power that it holds, because whoever does the halftime show yeah. sees this enormous spike in money. Yeah, that's right. Because Absolutely. they don't get paid to do the halftime show. Oh, really? No, they don't get a dollar from the NFL oh, wow. or anyone else. Wow. What they get is exposure, yeah. and with that exposure, everybody sees... That artist yeah. sees an increase in downloads That's and cool. streams and right. you don't have CD purchases very often anymore. So it's probably CD revenue is probably none because yeah. um, who wants to go with but that? Basically what you're saying is Rihanna doesn't, Rihanna doesn't get paid to do that. I no. didn't know that. I didn't no, know that. no, no, no. The exposure, I mean, obviously is enormous oh, and, you're, massive, and you're exposing yourself to genres of people that might not have ever heard of you or listened to your music before, you know? And so you're giving them a career rundown of your best hits. Those are the hits that I've grown to love with all my heart. Yeah. So did you know, upon seeing Rihanna, uh-huh. Rihanna. That she was pregnant? Yeah. Did you notice immediately? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She is pregnant. Again? Yes, with a second. With the same guy, you think? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. ASAP Rocky. Boom. He likes to get it in ASAP. But he didn't want to wait. He didn't want to wait at all. No. You know, her body, it looked uncharacteristic of her body. You no, she her, her stomach was extra round. It wasn't yeah, a pooch. I, it was a baby or a food baby. Yeah, I mean, it was something serious. There was some sort of baby there. In there was something going on in there. And yeah. Rihanna is great, and it was an interesting game, too. Oh, it was an awesome game. It was close. Super close. Absolutely it was. Did you have any money on it? Negative. You know, me and sports betting just don't get along. No? Do you, are you a constant loser? 
I'm just not into sports that much. I will say the games that I have bet on, which have been few and far between, it makes it a lot more fun to watch, especially when you're winning money. Oh, I'm like through the roof ecstatic if I make 100 bucks, and I'm like bummed out if I lose 100 bucks. So to help celebrate our one-year anniversary and to kick this next year off, I think it's really important that we put out there into the universe some of the things that we want to manifest. Now, there are certain companies that I want to be in bed with. So I wrote down a few companies that I see Manfused being a partner with because of either the services and the tools that will not only be good for the brand of Manfused and the things we want to do with it, but also for our listeners. Absolutely. And some of these might be a lot self-serving. And to some of our listeners, if this ever even manifested itself into something real, I don't know how many of our listeners would ever get to take advantage of it. Actually, there might be opportunities for it. So I asked you to try to come up with five. I started coming up with some and uh, we'll see if we can put it out there. Let's ping pong. You go first. What's one company you think that you foresee the Manfuse brand, it being a great partner for whatever reason? Burton Snowboarding Company. Definitely can see that. And that's a passion Sick, of yours. Dude. It gave me a whole energy being out there in the mountain. I'm like, dude, we should be doing podcasts live out here on the side of the mountain. It'd be sick. Sponsored by Burton Snowboard. Sponsored by, you know, Burton. We'll bring in whatever, dude. Food, booze, drink. You know, we'll bring a DJ. Burton is the snowboard company. I mean, there are a lot of great snowboard companies. LibTech, Salomon, Rosignol. You've got a lot of great snowboard companies out there. But, but Burton would Burton, be your first choice of board. Burton's my favorite. I've had a lot of different ones. Not only board, but also gear. It's pretty much a full-scale lifestyle brand. Gotcha. It's like the Nike of snowboarding. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I think that's a dope brand. They're it? a really cool brand. And so check them out. All yeah. right. Burton Snowboarding Man Fuse, I think it'd be a really good thing. I don't know. It's going to be kind of character defining. Murphy Door. Murphy Door is like the biggest manufacturer of secret doors. Secret doors. Meaning you have a bookshelf that wow. opens up into That'd a secret cool. room. They've got everything. They've got them for pantry. They've got the bookshelves that open up. They've got the secret locks. Every man, I don't care who you are, you has a dream room. of having a secret room that yes. nobody else knows about. Yes. It might look like a bookshelf. It might look like a mirror that's just attached to a wall. Absolutely. And you press it and opens up the secret corridor. Yes. One of my dreams when I build a house, I'm going to have have a couple of hidden passageways with hidden rooms yeah. whether it be a safe room dude this company they make the templates you can order anything custom murphy so, door i love that i love murphy door and it reminds me of a style of construction there's an architect that's from atlanta named schultz and schultz houses had that imagine walking into the house and to the left is like a parlor it's like a bar parlor or right. big office or something like that. And it has a fireplace in the middle. Right. And on either side of the fireplace are the shelving with yeah, yeah. books and yeah. stuff on them, right? Right. Both shelves. The one on the right would come out and you could walk into the master bedroom. Ooh. The one on the left would come out and you walk into the master closet and then the bathroom. It was a secret door into the master. Right. right. And the parlor room had a big, beautiful door on it with a lock. I love that. I envision having a room that there's no other access yeah. to it. I mean, I think it's dope to be able to get into the master, like, secretly, but also have just a room that no one else would ever know it existed behind some paneling. Gonna have it. Murphy door, that. man-fused man caves. I like the man cave thing. 
Wow. Or just whatever, whether it be a bar, a speakeasy in yeah. your house, just yeah. behind this, you know, no one would ever know it's there. What else you got? Black Rifle Coffee. Not only they are veterans, combat veterans who yeah. started that company, they're a big company. And they're awesome. And yeah. the coffee's great. Super and charred. their branding is great. Yeah, their sh- absolutely. Their t-shirts are bad. Man-fused and black rifle coming together. We're putting it out there. Gotta happen. This is what we're manifesting. Going to happen. This one is going to be very, now I'm not going to say far-fetched, but it's going to take some serious growth on the man-fused side to get their attention. But one day I believe that not only we'll get their attention, but I see a partnership. And in this partnership, this will allow us the ability to travel not only for our own enjoyment and right. for that of the benefit of the show, but I could see Man Fused to where we're helping individuals, we're helping groups of people with either money or whatever. We're going to need a jet. A Net jet. jets. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we're going to own one, but Net having a partner that gives us the ability to transport us to be able to do God's work. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I think an emphasis on travel, like private private travel, I think the emphasis that COVID placed on the importance or the luxury of private travel, think about what you had to go through during COVID Oh my God. to get through the airport, if you could even go Right, somewhere. absolutely. Yeah. But at this point, man, Fuse will take Southwest. Well, <laughs> if, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. But goal, net jets. I mean, ultimately, if we can do like a sick episode and create a lot of attention around it and do a really cool event out on the side of the mountain you know in tahoe or something like that we need a sponsor to get us out there or if it's maybe going to some part of the world or i just envisioned us doing some crazy shit like driving in an rv or showing up someplace getting the lead on some family who's just experienced just some insane amount of tragedy and being able to have sponsors and pool money and be able to change their life i give them a house or something Yeah, and you know, the interesting thing is that there's really no lack of money. What there's a lack of is execution on great ideas. There's also not a lack of great ideas. No. There's a lack of execution of great ideas. The money's actually there. And these companies out there that you can get to sponsor and help do these things for people. You can get companies, you know, to pony up 20 grand or tickets to this or tickets to that. So that's just something that I want to manifest. I love it. And I think having that jet company would give us the ability to do so. Absolutely. In style, of course. In style. With the family. Yep. Absolutely. Or just the two of us. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Wedding crash. Be back tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> NetJet's taking us someplace sweet. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? So I would go with, honestly, I have to choose really cool restaurant. Okay. I think that Chops. Okay. Steak. Chops is owned by the Buckhead Life Group. And in yeah. Atlanta, they have a presence in other states. Yeah. But they have some Atlanta of the Florida. top dining experiences. Yes. Uh, how many restaurants? They have like 10 here 10, or something? Yeah, yeah. They have Chops, the Lobster Bar. I could go on. Amazing food. And I know him really well. I'm really good friends with uh, Pano Jr. And I'm also friends with his brother, Nico. Well, you need to tell them about the Man Fuse podcast. Well, we're going to have Pano Jr. on. I have told him about it. Pano Jr. is going to be coming on. He's a Thomas Keller trained chef who also trained in Paris, France. So, I mean, he is a dynamo. And that is somebody that's huge, but it's local. You said in Florida too, but still having the ability to have a partnership with food, culinary, That's a great one. For a local audience, it would be something where we could add a lot of value, I think. You know what I mean? Because we could host 
things where people could come in, fans of the podcast could come in, and we'll hang out and host a little thing. Some great restaurants. It'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be awesome. I yeah. can't wait to have Pano on. My next one, Polaris. Polaris. Polaris vehicles, whether it be off-road, yeah. on-road, side-by-sides, the Razor. Awesome. I think Man Fuse, when you see a Polaris They're Razor so or a Polaris Slingshot. Or a Quad. That has Man, it all, has man over it. all over it. Mountain Motorsports is yeah. local here. Right. And, and they, they sell, sell. I mean, as much as Mountain Motorsports. brand. Yeah. I mean, we'll take whatever at this point. But Man Fused in Polaris, I think that right there, being able to offer maybe discounts to our listeners, hear us talking about our Polaris vehicles, right. which we will have in the right. near future. I think offering, being able to give them a discount on stuff, you know, coming Absolutely. through us, I think would be a great benefit. I just think it's a brand that just goes in with the Manfuse brand. Do you have any others? I'd love to have something going on with car racing, auto racing, F1, some uh. kind of an F1 situation. Can like you me. see a Manfuse logo on the side of an F1 car? I'd, I'd like to freaking sit there and talk about the race while it's going on. I think we could have announced F1 races or announce races. You having a race? We have the guys from Man Fused <laughs> right. here. Exactly. How you doing, Ben H? Exactly. Who are you going for in right. today's race? Exactly, dude. That's fucking awesome. F1. Max I know, Verstappen pulls well, ahead. Well, if anybody yeah. doesn't know, Ben H is a car lover. He loves F1 racing. He loves driving fast in his cars. Is one of his passions. And an F1 thing, that would be a definite bucket list item of mine. That would be really cool to me, would be to get involved with auto racing from the announcer perspective. Yeah. Which would be a great branding situation for oh, our totally. podcast. And a way for us to add value to the racing community. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Value added. Value add. Couple of things I thought was pretty cool. So, Gilbert, we spoke about a few weeks back, a few episodes back. He had written us a long novel. A beautiful soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> And he gave some advice and perspective on a previous segment about a friend of the Manfuse podcast was about to get married to somebody who she thought had a gambling problem. And he weighed in with some wise, you know, advice and coined him a little Buddha. I didn't respond to him for weeks after he sent the novel. That's unfortunate. Was the, he offended? No, not at all. Oh. The day before the episode aired, I yeah. sent him a text. Said, hey, this is Kaylee for Man Fused. Thank you so much for your, your novel. Just so you know, we gave you a shout out on tomorrow's episode. The next day, he ended up in Carmel, California. Mm, beautiful. Gilbert is a man of beautiful places. He is. Yeah. Yes. It was really weird how when we put stuff into the universe, Indeed. sometimes... Things just pop up. And just to give you an idea. Right. So he's walking in Carmel. It's a beautiful sunny day. How do I know this? Because he sent me a YouTube video of his walk past Clint Eastwood's bar or pub called like the Hog's Dick or Hog's Breath or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he did. And he goes back to the secret garden. Yeah. And in the secret garden, there are little Buddhas everywhere. Beautiful. Now we said Gilbert was like a little Buddha. And then all of a sudden he's surrounded Gentle. by little Buddhas. It was one of those things, the law of attraction. And then he walks by this jewelry store. Yeah. And the jewelry store's name, Carrie Lee. Kaylee, Carrie Lee. Now my name's not Carrie, but it's another reminder. Man fused all over it. And then he followed up yesterday 
with this. Hey guys, my guess is that the Chinese or Russia got their idea of floating these balloons over the U.S. from the Man Fuse podcast. Now we're talking, Gilby. You can tell someone has a sense of humor because you guys literally brought this up about a floating a big cock-shaped balloon over Russia. That is correct. Well, yes, it wasn't... It was a cock-shaped missile. missile, But the balloon is an even great idea. Balloon, missile... You're still floating a um, massive penis-looking thing. I think with all the talk about balls from our recent episode, you know, these balloons are balls. It's a ball in the sky. It is a ball. Gilbert's thinking to himself, no shit, there goes a ball in the sky. You know, I hope they did get it from the Manfused episode, and I thought it was funny, too, that I recently read an article about how anti-gay Russia really is. Oh, no, they, they hate anybody. Right. Transgender, anybody in the LGBTQ community, you have no rights out there. None. If they don't exile you or yeah. put you in a camp or arrest you or ruin your fucking life or even kill you. Well, one of the tactics that they were using to get the Russian troops fired up, they were saying that all of the Ukrainian soldiers were gay. And what came back is that that was actually doing the opposite. It was demoralizing them because all this propaganda was being put out and they were still getting their asses kicked. (laughs) By by a bunch of queers. Right. (laughs) So I'm telling you, bro, we weren't far off the mark at all. No. At all. The next level is what we're recommending. So anybody with connections out there. And needs to get us in front of the president. At least the Department of Defense. The Pentagon. You know, yeah, somebody at the Pentagon. Get us anybody. (laughs) Get us a meeting with anybody. Yeah. We want to tell our idea. That's right. That is such a cheap way to demoralize the Russian army and get under Putin's skin in a way that he will crumble from within. Well, think about Gilbert's proposal of a penis balloon. Imagine if we could get one like the size of a fucking Goodyear blimp. How about the one that China just sent over here? I mean, that thing was massive. Well, I mean, I don't know how big it was. How big was it? 90 feet. Well, now we're shooting them down. We're shooting something down. Apparently, they're coming across Alaska, down through Canada, over Montana. And once they hit Montana, that F-22 Raptor's been dispatched. But can you imagine just sending over huge cock blimp after huge cock blimp? Over the Kremlin? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like filling it, filling it with like something and like popping it. (laughs) <laughs> when they shoot it down, yeah. it rains like yeah. bachelorette party <laughs> little penises everywhere. <laughs> Just across the entire country. Yeah, yeah. That say Putin is gay. Yeah. <laughs> penis straws. I mean, penis necklaces. You know how, have you ever seen the girls at a bachelorette party? Yeah, yeah. They're just like penis themed everything. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. Straws. Yeah. Everything. So, so these balloons, actually this is a great tactic. <laughs> I mean, it's like a pinata. (laughs) It's half balloon, half pinata. It's the world's largest football field size floating penis pinata that has a whole host of party favors.
Bachelor, we had to we'd have to buy out the entire bachelorette industry. Yeah, Party City will no longer have any penis Nothing. shaped anything. Yeah, we're gonna corner the market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we're sending it over to Putin. It's gonna end the war in one day. I think that actually is a great idea in combination with the missiles that they take out the Russian soldiers Absolutely. with in the Ukraine. Well, everybody needs a little humor. Where we find it humor, yeah. they find it as an act of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a self-destruction. The hope is that they just quit. They just get demoralized to the point where they quit. Right. Well, if you're losing Russian soldiers to homosexually charged balloons, balloons yes. and missiles, right. they are so homophobic there. Yes. They can't even be in the room with a gay guy. That's right. They do not want to be brushed with gayness on any level. No. And the funny thing about that homophobic nature... Is they're probably gay. They probably are gay. And that's probably why they act as if they're so against it, because deep down inside, they know they like dicks in their mouth. In their mind, and maybe the way they were brought up, and in the era they were brought up, being gay is wrong. That's right. And so, back of their mind, they're going... I can't suck his cock, so I'll kill him. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a weakness that should be exploited. USA, Ukraine, what the fuck are you doing? This is easy. This is simple. Going to get under the skin of the soldiers, the military leaders, and it's going to get into Putin's mind. It's a weapon. Penis balloons. Penis balloons. Penis missiles. Penis drones. Penis drones. Just flying at people. (laughs) (laughs) This was called PSYOPs. Psychological operations. Absolutely. I don't know why they're not employing it. He shows his, he wears it on his sleeve. Yes. I hate gay. I'm freaked out by gay. Hit him with gay. Hit him with more gay. Hit him with as gay as it gets. Break out the gay. (laughs) We're going full gay. Break out the gayest of the gay. The gayest of the gay. (laughs) (laughs) Surrender or else. And here on the Manfuse podcast, we are not homophobic. We want people to have the rights to do anything that they want to do or be. It doesn't bother me in the least. If you're gay, be gay. Have the rights to be gay. You shouldn't be prosecuted. You shouldn't be ousted. You shouldn't be treated any differently than anybody else. A lot of animals are gay. I've known some gay dogs in my time. I mean, it's just natural. You know, I some mean, people some people like, you know, the same sex. Some people like a different sex. I've seen a gay gerbil. We had a gerbil one time <laughs> in elementary We had a gerbil one time in elementary school, and they would run on the little wheel. Two male gerbils. And, I mean, dude, they would hump constantly, uh, uh, uh. lick each other's behinds and and, you know, most girls have made out with other girls. You know, most. Most. <laughs> anyway, Gilbert said, there you go, making a difference in ways you don't even know. And I'm going to create a fake news headline and spread it around. Manfuse podcast yes. creates international incident. Yes, I said, Gilbert. please go, Gilbert. Gilbert, we love that. I said, we will take credit for it. Manfuse podcast creates international incident well listen you've heard of the butterfly effect before how do we know we didn't how do we know gilbert's not right gilbert could be right gilbert i nudge you to make your fake news clipping or whatever you're gonna do but if you want to spread around that we did it we are here for it and we will own it proudly because we've been saying it we got the proof from six months ago 
I love the uh, the TikTok, the reels that I see that people have made up, mm-hmm. where it like shows a little balloon flying through the sky, mm-hmm, right? And then that song comes on, America, fuck yeah! And like a freaking jet comes out of nowhere and like shoots a missile at a balloon. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing too is how many people were shooting at it and talking about it, and everybody's like, shoot that thing down and. Who the hell knows what it really was? i tell you the scary thing about it. You remember when Daniel Bland was in here? Flat Earther, Daniel Bland from a previous podcast. These guys are, that's what those guys think. They're like, listen, there's no such thing as a satellite. They use balloons. So-called satellites are are actually carried by balloons. To have this all this balloon shit going on right now is interesting. When you think about it, how is China could fly a balloon... From China. Well, it's got to have some type of propulsion system. All the way up through and down and around. It's pretty crazy. Well, you also probably could catch some of the air currents, you know, just like a bird. Definitely. Still have to be able to direct it. Absolutely. Now think of this, because a balloon ain't shit. Think about 10,000 balloons. Couldn't do nothing about it, bro. You couldn't shoot them all down. Think about a hundred thousand. Oh, sure million, you could. A couple million bullets. Sure you could. You know what I'm saying? Now, you don't break out missiles. You break out the machine guns and you spray bullets. You can sure as hell spray. I know, but I'm just saying we're assuming that these things don't have anything on them. What if they had bombs on them, dude? I mean, what if they had some kind of chemical weapon on it? What if it's like dropping something that we can't see? What if it's spreading the next Rona Rona? Chicken Rona Rona. What Chicken spread- Rona Rona. Yeah. <laughs> is that what like if it's the- dropping the next Rona? Dude? Is that like the rice people? There's so much weird shit out there. There's biological warfare. There's chemical warfare. Psychological warfare. Psychological which warfare. Which we're saying we're here we're for. Into, yeah. you know? <laughs> we're into. We're into. We're into that. There's kinetic war, which is like bullets and bombs and nukes and shit like that. I mean, there's information war. There's data war. I mean, there's just all kinds of different warfare. Another thing is this. We see the news as being, oh, this is what's happening. I learned a long time ago from my own experience, the news doesn't report what's actually happening. They spin a narrative and all agree on it, and then they report that. We're not actually getting the truth from the media about what these things are. They're being shot down. They're being recovered. Did you see one of them get hit by a missile? Yeah. It wasn't a balloon. It was one of those fucking Tic Tac looking things. They shot a Tic Tac with a missile. I mean, shit's getting wild. Now, way back in the day. Was it a mint or was it a flavored? No, you know, the Tic Tac is the little, um, it looks like a Tic Tac, but it's a UFO. These are the things that that Commander Fravor saw. And he's the guy that saw the UFO and was reported. So Commander Fravor saw this thing. And these are the things that fly at like lightning speed. Well, so that would be an extraterrestrial. That would be something from not this planet that we don't have that technology here. Theoretically, theoretically not. There's a lot of different ideas that the UFOs and the Tic Tacs and all these craft, because there's such historic record of these things, there's historic record of these actual craft, biblical times, pre-biblical times, ancient aliens, Samaritans have talked about these things. It's talked about in the Hindu book, whatever that is. I think it's like the Hindi or something like that. It talks about the aerial, the gods coming from the sky. This is in the Bible. The picture of Mary Magdalene with the freaking UFO in the background done by Da Vinci that was painted. These craft have been here for a long time. The potential that they're not from somewhere else, that they are actually here. We've seen them going into the ocean. 
We know that we know nothing about the ocean. Anybody will tell you we haven't even looked at or seen a very large percentage of the ocean is completely unexplored, completely unknown. We really don't know how deep it goes. We really don't know what the fuck is down there. So we've seen these things going into the ocean. We've seen them coming out of mountains and things of this nature. There's ideas like Daniel Bland had, the flat earth. There are other ideas of a hollow earth. There are other ideas. Most of the globe is water. There could be entire cities down, way deep down underneath the earth's what we think is the bottom of the earth could just be the ceiling of a completely different world where people have been living for thousands and thousands of years. We're out here on the surface. We're getting all the shit, dude. We're getting all the sunlight. We're getting all the wind. We're getting all the damage. We're getting all the shit that's flying in from space or whatever. Of course, we only live like 70 or 80 years. We're out here on the crust. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting cooked. (laughs) Yeah, we're out here getting cooked by the sun. If you think about it, if there were an inner earth of some sort, it would be a much more habitable environment where you would probably live a lot longer. It's probably a much more healthy kind of a situation down there. We know that the core of the earth is hot, real fucking hot. As far as the depth of our technology, do you know the deepest we've ever drilled is eight miles? And as far as we can see down with all of our radars and things of this nature is only like 100 miles down. That's nothing. But we know at the center there's a really hot thing. So there's a theory about a hollow earth and a sun that's inside. And the North Pole and the South Pole having basically holes, and that's the entry and the exit point, that's what creates the northern lights. And if you've ever seen the electromagnetic energy of the earth, it appears to come out of the top and the bottom of the earth and cycle back through. So there's all kinds of weird theories about what these craft are, Who's driving them? Is there someone in it? Or is it like a drone? Who the hell knows what it is, but we're confronting it, whatever it is. Is it man-made? Is it something that the military-industrial complex is planning? Take control and militarize the one-world government? I don't know. I don't either, but it's freaky, dude. There's a lot of theories, and there's a lot of speculation. Everything I said is just nowhere in the narrative, but it's all information-based stuff that's out there people are curious about it people believe it what should we believe what do you believe and if you want to chime in on any of this conversation you know you're welcome to by hitting us up at manfuse.com or 770-744-5227 you can send a text or you can leave a message whatever the fuck you want to do i heard a different perspective from somebody all of these balloons tic tacs whatever the hell they are yeah it sure is creating a nice distraction to where we're not really talking about the catastrophe that happened in ohio five days ago with this train derailment and these chemicals Mm -hmm. i mean they had to evacuate a whole town of five thousand, and then they had to detonate chemicals to contain it from detonating itself and it being a much bigger issue and the plumes of chemical smoke that was going up, I mean, toxic. People were told to leave their homes and then they were told that it was safe to come back and it's actually not safe. And so they're told to leave again because it's not safe. It's like, well, wait a minute, we just came back. So you mean we've been breathing in some shit? I believe the water contamination is a point of concern i also heard and i haven't verified this info but that the brakes on this train 
had not been replaced since the Civil War. Really? Civil War era train? Brakes or something of that nature. That is wild, dude. They have stripped back the workers on railroads almost to bare bones. I mean, there were experts saying that if things aren't done soon, these catastrophes are going to be more frequent and even more devastating. Yeah, because the rails are carrying all kinds of stuff. They haven't been updated. They haven't been upgraded. They don't have the engineers they used to. They're not getting any type of funding. These railroad companies are trying to squeeze out every dollar of revenue. Right. And not putting anything back. Mm. Yeah, it says here, nearly 2,000 residents of eastern Ohio remained under evacuation orders on Monday as railroad crews drained and burned off a toxic chemical from five tanker cars of a freight train that derailed in a fiery wreck three days earlier. Officials said the venting of pressurized vinyl chloride, a highly flammable and carcinogenic gas, began with a single explosion. We thank you for listening to the Manfuse podcast. Join the show. Hit us up, manfuse.com. Check out our Manfuse gear. Make sure you like us on our Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Send us love on all the social platforms. Let us know you're out there.